praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so wonderful to be alive today. So wonderful to witness yet another week in the land of the living. You know, God has been very faithful to us. He has been keeping us in uh, various ways, going out and coming in. And we are alive again to witness yet another episode of our Freedom Podcast. You know, uh, one of the ways to know that God is not through with you yet is when you discover you are still alive. Oh yeah, you know, being alive qualifies you for answers to prayers. You know, you are still alive means the prayers you have offered, they will still be answered. Being alive means there's still opportunity to start again. Being alive means God is not done with you yet. It means your story can still change. It means your expectations can still come to pass. So I want to congratulate you that you are still very much alive. You know, the Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. So you are alive today. It's such a wonderful privilege. Hallelujah to Jesus. So on that note, I want to welcome you specially to this week's episode of Freedom Podcast, where you have the opportunity to encounter the truth of God's word. You know, when God gave us this commission, um, he gave us the mandate to liberate men through the knowledge of the truth. That's why every episode is very, very important. Every episode is very, very special because in each of these episodes, the Lord brings about revelation and truth from this word. And if we apply our hearts and we choose to walk in this truth, we experience freedom in every area of our lives. It's by covenant. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing that can be done against the truth but for the truth. And he said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So freedom is a function of assessing the truth and applying it. That's why I believe that in this particular episode, the Lord will open our hearts and give us another dose of his truth so that we can keep enjoying and we can keep walking in his freedom. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm still your host, Anthony Adifaraco, and I'm the privileged president of Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary, Canada. And in this particular episode, the Lord will be teaching us a very, very important topic. The topic before us today is finding solutions to life's problems. Finding solutions to life's problems. You know, life is full of problems. That is the truth. There is no one who is living who does not have one thing or the other that he or she is battling with. There's something somebody always wants to overcome. You know, uh, it's a popular saying that life is not a bed of roses, you know. And uh, there's another saying that no matter how blue, how beautiful and how bright the sky is, there's always this dark part. You understand what I mean? So there are problems in life. But the good thing is we can find solutions to these problems not necessarily through our own thinking or through our own ways but the ways that the lord has provided and that's exactly what the lord will be teaching us in today's episode finding solutions to life's problems and uh, we'll be considering second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 as our text that will be our main text and as we continue uh, the lord will be leading us into other text and the scriptures and before we know what's happening by the time this episode is over the lord would have empowered us with another dimension of truth that can make us to enjoy freedom in every area of our lives uh before we continue let's just take a moment and uh, commit this session into the hands of the lord in prayer let us pray please 
eternal rock of ages we glorify your holy name this hour we want to thank you for your goodness we want to thank you for your mercy thank you for your loving kindness we want to thank you because you are a very responsible father you take care of us day and night you 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 do things that are favorable unto us we thank you for keeping us alive for yet another week it's not everyone who witnessed last week we're still alive today but somehow by your mercy we are still living so lord accept our thanks in the name of jesus we thank you specially for the past episodes thanks for the truth you have revealed to us in time past and thank you because you have been enabling us to walk in this truth and we have been enjoying the fruits and the results of this truth in our lives glory be to your name accept our thanks in the name of jesus so we commit this session into your hands we pray that you give us understanding of your word it is written in your word that the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple so we pray that your light will shine in our hearts and you will cause us to build wondrous things out of your law so that by the time this session is over we'll look back and have all the cause to glorify your name thank you for making our heart fertile soil to receive the implantation of your word blessed be the name of the lord in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen and amen so once again you are welcome to this week's episode of freedom podcast and uh, like i said before we prayed our topic for today is finding solutions to life's problems so let's take our text from second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 second kings chapter 4 1 to 7 i'll be reading from the authorized king james version now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Verse 2. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Verse 5 says, So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels in, I mean, vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Verse 7, Then she came and told the man of God, And he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and leave thou and thy children on the rest. Praise the name of the loving Jesus. That is the story of uh, a particular widow in the Bible. Her husband was one of the sons of the prophets. Um, apparently one of the prophets under Elisha and this man had a very wonderful testimony if you look at if you consider what we've just read her wife said her husband feared the Lord you know she the husband feared the Lord and now the husband was dead and he died leaving debt behind and because they could not pay the debts the creditors they were coming to take this woman's two sons into slavery just to compensate for the debt the prophet the dad was owing before he died this man feared the lord and yet he died in poverty 
this man was not just somebody who feared the Lord. He was even a son of a prophet. He was a prophet. He could hear from God. And he still died in poverty. You know, that would be a topic for another day. The Lord allows us to come and understand how can this thing be. But for the purpose of today's episode, this woman met Elisha and Elisha gave her an instruction. Okay, what do you have in the house? The woman said, I didn't have anything. But there's one little pot of oil in the house, by the way. And Elisha said, okay, that's enough. Go around, get vessels, get containers from your neighbor. Don't borrow a few. Make sure you have a lot. When you get home, shut the door. Pour that little oil in your house. Pour that oil into those vessels and they'll shut the door to your side. I mean, shut the door, pour the oil into the vessels. When one is full, set it aside. When one, you know, you know the story we just read. So they were doing this. She was pouring the oil. And after a particular time, uh, she asked one of her sons to bring another container. And the boy told her, Mommy, no more container. The moment that happened, the oil stopped flowing. She came to the man of God. Hey, look at what has happened. Look at what my small oil has generated. And the man of God says, oh, that's all right. Go and sell the oil. Pay the debt. That debt that was going to make your two sons to become slaves. Pay it off. After paying off your debt, leave on the rest. You and your children. And that's exactly what that woman did. And her problem was solved. She came to Elisha with a problem solution was provided and a problem was solved that is exactly what happened in our text don't forget our topic is finding solutions to life's problems you see this life we live the life we live in this particular planet we live in it runs on laws and principles everything on earth is guided by laws and principles give an example this law of gravity that says when something goes up it comes down that's one of the laws by which we operate on this planet now the law of gravity is operational whether you are a righteous man or you are a wicked man if a righteous man jumps up maybe a righteous man jumps from three-story building that righteous man is coming down if a wicked man jumps from the same story building that wicked man is coming down so it's not a function of whether one man goes to church or the other one does not go to church the law says whatever goes up comes down so there's nothing you can do about it as long as you are on this planet earth that you are bound by that law that principle operates in your life whether you like it or not so you can either take advantage of these laws or become victims for instance also if you understand the principle, the law of sowing and reaping, whatever a man sows, that he shall reap. That's also a law. It's a principle. But as long as the earth remains, the Bible says, seed time and harvest will not see. So anything a man plants, that's what he reaps. Now, if you want to take advantage of this law, you can begin to sow the right things so that you can reap the right things. If you don't, before you know what's going on, you're going to become a victim of that law because you will begin to reap bad harvest. So these laws are there. It depends on where you are. 
if you are on the right side the law works in your favor if you are on the wrong side then the law works to your detriment but there's nothing you can do the laws are there take note of that all right and of course i don't need to tell you it is smartness to benefit to take advantage of these laws and not to be just to become victims of them okay so this topic for this day the topic we are looking at is actually implying that wherever you find a problem anytime there is a problem the solution is usually not far away that's another principle whenever there is a problem the solution is usually within reach it's not far and we'll prove it because there are scriptures we're going to be considering there are examples in the bible okay so this principle is saying if you want to write it down in a way you can say problems and solutions usually coexist if you find the problem the challenge you won't have to look far to find the solution it is also a principle so when people see problems they are only seeing what is wrong what is difficult but if you are going to operate by this principle every time you see a problem you are supposed to be happy because the solution is also around you won't have to travel far to look for it they are usually together they come you won't have to look far we'll look at some examples from the bible in fact there are about five different characters the five different examples we're going to consider from the bible to substantiate this particular claim finding solutions to life's problem that's the topic we're considering and we read second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 as our text the first example we'll be looking at is agar and ishmael in genesis chapter 21 genesis chapter 21 i will read 14 to 19 genesis chapter 21 i read 14 to 19 and abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to agar putting it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away and she departed and wandered in the wilderness of beersheba verse 15 and the water was spent another name for that is the water was used up exhausted in the bottle and she cast the child under one of the shrubs and she went and sat her down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot for she said let me not see the death of the child and she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept verse 17 and god heard the voice of the lord and the angel of god called to agar out of heaven and said unto her what a lady agar fear not for god hath heard the voice of the lord where he is arise lift up the lord and hold him in thy hand for i will make him a great nation verse 19 and god opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink did you see that agar has just given birth to ishmael of course for abraham and somehow sarah the wife of abraham was not comfortable with some developments in the house so she told abraham to send agar the slave girl who gave birth to ishmael for him to send her away with the son abraham wasn't very happy with that uh, with that 
situation but god said listen to your wife and do it well so abraham the obedient abraham we know he saddled some uh, bread water gave it to the i mean the slave girl and sent her away together with ishmael okay so agar and ishmael were going they got to um Beersheba, wilderness of Beersheba, they were just wandering, like we read in verse 14. So after some time, the water was spent in the language of the Bible. The water they had was used up and there was no water. Now that is a problem. You are in the wilderness with a child and the water you brought along is used up and there is no water anywhere, nobody to ask. It's completely, it's a wilderness. Uh, as an adult, Agar could, you know, survive for some time. She could just, you know, endure the situation. But this is a lad, this is a child. And that child started crying. That child started crying. The child was thirsty. Agar didn't know what to do. And because the situation was so hopeless to Agar, she dropped that boy under a particular tree and went a little bit from him. And what did she say? She said, I don't want to see this boy die. This guy is going to die. Agar didn't have any issue with that. Agar knew that boy was going to die of thirst. That was a problem that there was nothing they could do about it. So she just didn't want to look at it. She didn't want to uh, experience it. She didn't want to see it happen in her eyes. She wanted to just go. Maybe by the time she comes back, the boy would have died and everything would be fine. Okay, The story would have ended. So that's what a girl did. She pulled the boy somewhere and she went a little bit from the boy crying. And the boy was crying. And suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared, came around. The angel said, hey, Egar, don't just leave this boy there. Take him. God has heard his voice. God has heard the voice of this particular lad. So that's good news, right? God has heard his voice. But then the good news is not just God has heard the voice. This boy needs water. That is the main problem at hand. Guess what the Bible says? In verse 19, God opened the eyes of Agar and she saw a well of water, not in another country, not in another location, not in a nearby village right around where she was crying for water there was a well of water she didn't know about it there was a well of water not a bottle she was crying because the water was finished in the bottle but this time god was showing her a well that can fill up the bottle several times over and that well was there but god had to open her eyes to see the well the solution the more than enough solution to our problem right in our location. Did you get it? We said the principle is whenever you find a problem, the solution is not far. All you need to do is to look around. It's there. It is there. Remember the, story, the first text? That pot of oil that the woman used to you know pay her debt the boy that multiplied that she paid her debt and you know she she lived on the rest herself and her children that oil was in the house all along no 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 they didn't she didn't go to buy it that oil had been in her house the poverty was in her house 
the pot of oil that will solve the problem of the poverty was also resident in the house but what is a pot of oil she didn't it didn't make any sense to her in fact when the prophet elisha was asking her what do you have in the house she said i have nothing she now remember oh yeah except for one small pot of oil somewhere and elisha said that is the solution that small oil is the solution in the case of Agar, god had to open her eyes in the case of that woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7, God had to use a man of God, you know, to initiate her ability to see the solution. It was in her house. But she didn't know what to do with it. She didn't even recognize it as anything. Whenever you find a problem, the solution is not far. It's a principle. I'll show you another example. Uh, David and Goliath. It's a popular story. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 51, the story is in, if I can read the entire 1 Samuel chapter 17, if you want to know how everything happened between David and Goliath, but I'm using verse 51 as emphasis. You know, David was talking to Goliath. David was standing in front of a giant and he was telling that giant, you have come against me with sword and spear. I have come against you in the name of the Lord. Okay? The Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will smite thee and I will cut off your head. Kidding me? David only had five stones and a catapult. And he was talking to a giant that was fully kitted with sword, with all manners of ammunition. This man was heavily armed that the entire Israel had to go and run and hide. But David, who only had one catapult and about five small stones, stood before a giant and announced publicly that not only will he smite the Goliath, he will even cut off his head. The next question any reasonable fellow should ask is, with which sword? Since when has catapult started cutting people's head? Where are you going to get the sword to cut off his head? But that was not David's problem. If you read further, he engaged the catapult, got his stone into the head of Goliath. Goliath fell down. David ran to Goliath, stood upon him, removed the sword of Goliath, and cut off Goliath's head. Does somebody understand the, the, the implication of what I've just said? So, you know what, you know the meaning of that? When Goliath was dressing up in his own house, when he was coming to the battle, he was not just coming as a problem. He also brought his solution along. Goliath was a terror to the entire land of Israel. Nobody could talk to him. Nobody could do anything about him. But he did not forget to also bring the solution along the instrument with which his own head would be caught. So, it was the sword of Goliath that disconnected the head of Goliath from his own neck. Only that David saw it. It is my prayer wherever you are listening to me. The solution that will put a permanent end to your problem. May the Lord open your eyes to see it in the name of Jesus. David didn't have to go and manufacture one sword. He didn't have to go and buy one. He knew, he had seen it. He saw the size of the sword 
that Goliath came with. And he knew that as Goliath was coming as a problem, his solution followed him along. That's why he used his own sword to cut off his own head. Every time you see a problem, the solution is also around. They coexist. They come together. You won't have to go look for them. They are always around. All you need is the Lord just open your eyes to see it. He's there. That well was there. Agar just didn't see it. That pot of oil was there. That woman just did. That widow just didn't know what it could do. Everybody was looking at Goliath as a problem, but David saw Goliath, you know, and his sword together, and he decided anyway. This man didn't just come as a problem. He also brought his own solution along. So I will use Goliath's sword to solve Goliath's problem. And that's exactly what he did. Hallelujah. Problems and solutions usually coexist. I will give you another example. Abraham and the ram. In Genesis chapter 22, 10 to 14, Genesis 22, 10 to 14. God had instructed Abraham, you know the story, it's popular. You know, go and sacrifice your only son Isaac, the son in whom you are, whom you love. And Abraham had risen very early in the morning and he had just gone there. He was tying this boy, he was about stabbing Isaac to offer him as a sacrifice when God called out, No, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay your hand upon that child. I just wanted to test you. Now I know that you obey me, I know that you fear me. Don't kill Isaac, but we still have to offer a sacrifice, right? Because the place of sacrifice had already been prepared, everything had been set. If I am not going to kill Isaac, which was supposed to be a test, what am I going to offer? And the Bible says he looked and there was a ram caught in the cricket. And he got that ram. He didn't have to come down to the valley. The ram was right there on the mountain. So the sacrifice was present right there on the mountain. Okay, so he didn't have to sacrifice Isaac. And he didn't have to go ask for where to find ram. The ram that will replace his Isaac was right there on that mountain waiting. Every time there is a problem, the solution is not far. Because of time, I will just give you maybe two more examples and we round up. If you read Genesis chapter 6, 12 to 16, Genesis chapter 6, 12 to 16, the Bible says God actually looked at the planet Earth and he saw everybody misbehaving and he regretted that he created human beings and uh, he decided he was going to destroy the whole earth. That's actually the story about the flood that destroyed the whole earth. Okay, so god was done he just wanted to destroy the whole world and restart and start everything afresh but he saw a man called noah that even though everybody is behaving wickedly there's something about noah noah is so you know noah was so righteous he wasn't doing all those wrong things and god said no it would be unfair for me to destroy noah together with the unrighteous so i'm going to do something i'm going to destroy everyone while we spare noah and his family so that was what god wanted to do so god had to generate a plan what was the plan Noah would have to be kept somewhere in an ark while the flood was destroying the whole earth so that he could be secure with his family. You know the story. God came and he gave Noah an instruction. Now take note of this. God did not send a boat from heaven. No. He didn't send any boat. God told Noah, there is going to be flood that will destroy the whole earth. And that's going to be very problematic because it's a very it's a situation that no man will survive. But I want you to survive it. 
and I'm not going to bring something from somewhere. You are still the one to generate the solution in that same problem. God only asked him to get some gopher wood. God told him to gather some materials that were existing right on earth, existing in his location where the flood was going to come. God told him to get them, gave him the dimension, told him how to construct everything. All the wood, all the nails, every material Noah used for the salvation of his own, I mean, for his own salvation and his family, they were not sent. There was no courier from heaven. Everything was present in Noah's location. And Noah engaged all these materials and he generated an ark and he secured himself, his family and some animals that came into the ark. And when the flood came, the flood did not destroy the ark. The flood came, the flood stopped. Everything perished, but Noah was saved. How did he get that? All the materials, every solution to the problem of the, that the flood would have caused in his own life, they were all generated right from his location. That is the way it works. Everything is around. There's no problem. There's no situation. There's no challenge. There is no issue. That is solution is not around where you are. They are there. All, all God needs to do is to open your eyes. And all you need to do is to ask him. Last example. The Israelites had just left Egypt. If you read Genesis, I mean, um, Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, 21 to 22. And you can read the entire story. Israelites have just left the land of Egypt after 430 years of slavery. And they were happy. They were rejoicing. They were glorifying God. That at last, they are free. They were free. And as they were going, they look back and discover that the Egyptians were following them again. And they became afraid. Okay? Okay, let's run faster. What's going to happen? And they noticed that as they looked forward, they also met the saw Red Sea. That is a problem. That's dilemma. You stay where you are. The Egyptians catch up with you. You are dead. You run faster. You run into the Red Sea. You are drowned. So either way, they were dead. That, if you are looking for the definition of problem, that is one. That is one definition. Complete dilemma. No way. No way out. Okay. What did God do? They cried to Moses. Moses cried to God. Did God send them a sheep? He didn't. God never sent them any sheep. He didn't send them any jet. He didn't send them any airplane. He did not do anything of that. The problem they had was Red Sea. Because that was what they needed to, you know, that, that, that was the barrier between them and where they were going. Because if they, are only, if they are able to cross over, the Egyptians will not catch up with them. All God needed to do was just to show Moses that there is already there is an already made highway right in the middle in the belly of the red sea nobody would have known that there is a road dry ground in the midst of red sea are you following what i'm saying now it's enough when water dries up the place is supposed to be marshy. They're supposed to be walking on like a marshy ground. You know, their legs soaked. You know, sometimes maybe it's muddy. You know what I mean? But no, read your Bible. The Bible says they walked in the midst of the Red Sea on dry ground. Dry ground, like you are driving, like the way you walk. Dry ground in the midst of the Red Sea. Solution to their problem right in the midst of the Red Sea. How did they know 
God opened the eyes of Moses. He told Moses what to do. And Moses stretched forth his hand at the instruction of the Lord. The water parted and the waters became walls, solid wall, left and right. And they walked in the midst of the Red Sea on dry ground. And the problem ended. As if it was not enough. As the Egyptians decided to also follow them into the Red Sea, the Red Sea stopped from being dry ground and became Red Sea again and drowned all their enemies right there. I put it to you, wherever and whenever you come across any problem, stand still, calm down, don't, don't be agitated. The solution is also present. Every time a Goliath is coming to attack you, he's coming with his own sword. <laughs> All you need to do is to see it and use his own sword against him. You don't have to run extra scatter. You don't have to fret. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to have high blood pressure. No, I don't care the name of the problem. It's a law. It is a law. If there is a problem, the solution is not far away. All you need is a revelation. All you need is divine enablement to see it. And I pray for you once again. Every solution you need to every kind of problem or challenge in your life, by reason of you listening to this episode, the Lord will open your eyes to see it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, by conclusion, what solution do you need? That is a question I'm asking you. What solution do you need? What exactly, what problem needs to be solved? God can show you because it's not far from you. But I will encourage you to seek first his kingdom. You know, it says in Matthew 6.33, Matthew 6.33, if you seek his kingdom first, every other thing, including solutions to your problems, will be added to you. So make him number one. If you see all the examples I gave, God opened the eyes of somebody. God told somebody something. It has to be God because you are limited in knowledge. If everybody can see the solution, why are they not having it? Why are they not having it? It's because God only shows some people. You know, Deuteronomy 29, 29, Deuteronomy 29, 29, God says the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belongs to us. So it takes a divine revelation. God has to show you. God has to show you. So you must have a relationship with God. You need to seek first his kingdom. You know, let what matters to him matter to you. When you do that, he will show you all you need to know. He will show you all you need to see. Praise the name of the Lord. When you put his kingdom first and you can be sure that, okay, now you're serving the Lord, now you're born again, you are putting everything that matters to him first, you cannot pray the kind of prayer in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, he said, call unto me. That's an invitation from God. He said, God said, call unto me. Give me a call and I will answer you. And I will not only answer you, I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. Ha! <sighs> That is a beautiful invitation. God said there are a lot of things you don't know. You call upon me. I will answer you. And I will show you those things. I will show you the well that can take care of your tests. I will show you the sword that can take care of your Goliath. Okay? I will take, I will show you how to construct the ark that can prevent you and your family from destruction. Okay? I will show you the kind of the dry ground in the midst of that Red Sea. I will show you the ram that will replace your Isaac. You know, in sacrifice. I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. I will show you that little pot of oil that has been sitting in your house and you have been crying in poverty. I will show you that oil that can convert your poverty to prosperity. I will show you. 
call upon me but you have to call upon him and how will you call upon him if you don't know him that's why i want to give opportunity to you if you have not yet surrendered your life to jesus christ you don't know the lord you are not born again you are not saved your sins are not yet forgiven no you can't continue to live like that it's so dangerous you have to surrender your life to jesus christ there is no way there's no way you can ever have a relationship with god without that because jesus said no man command unto the father said by me you can't begin to call on god when you have not connected to jesus christ his, his son all right so if you want to surrender your life to jesus christ or probably you're a backslider, you did it and uh, you are falling you want to come back to grace say this prayer after me say lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot help myself and that's why i need your salvation please come into my life today wash away all my sins and set me free from every form of bondage that sin has attracted into my life i confess you as my lord and savior today write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you from today onward thank you jesus for saving me amen my father and my god i thank you for all my listeners today thank you for this beautiful law beautiful principle you have you know revealed to us thank you because we no longer need to run it as for solution because you are the source of all our solutions thank you because you begin to open the eyes of every one of these to the to the solution to every problem they have glory be to the name of the lord lord accept our thanks in jesus name i pray for those who have surrendered their lives to you today by reason of this prayer of salvation i pray that you will accept them i pray you wash away all their sins write their names in the book of life give these ones grace to live a holy life give these ones the grace to remain steadfast in you and because of this decision they have made every time they call upon you father according to your promise answer them and don't just answer them show them great and mighty things which they do not thank you father for answering our prayers in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise the name of the lord if you said that prayer of salvation i want to say a very big congratulations to you you are now born again okay the power of sin the power of satan is broken over your life praise jesus you are now a member you are now a bona fide member of the kingdom of god and now that you are saved i want to encourage you to learn more you need to learn more about jesus there's a lot to learn about jesus you know you can't even finish learning in your lifetime there is a lot to learn there are beautiful benefits there are more principles he wants to share with you so i would like you to learn more about jesus so that you can grow in his grace and in his knowledge so we can also help you with that we can work alongside with you so you can just send us an email send an email to info at glom.org info at g-l-o-e-m dot o-r-g info at gloem dot o-r-g i'll be glad to send you a welcome to god's family package it's a material that will help you grow and remain steadfast in this new life and it's also important for you to join the community of believers in fellowship for knowledge sharing for prayer for support and that's why i want to invite you to our online bible study and prayer meeting it holds every sunday 7 p.m to 8 p.m mountain time every sunday 7 p.m to 8 p.m mountain time you will need to check what mountain time is in your own time zone so that you can come online and join you know we do this bible study and prayer meeting via zoom app so we encourage you to download zoom application uh, on your phone on your uh, your computer when you do, when you download it to sign up then you can send us 
an email to tell us to request for the link uh, for this uh, Bible study. When you send us an email to the email address I dictated initially, then we can send you the link uh, to join the Bible study. It's a very wonderful opportunity. You'll be able to ask your questions. You'll be able to learn from other believers. You'll be able to, you know, fellowship with your brethren. It's a very wonderful thing. Uh, to belong to the community of Christ followers. We grow together, we learn together, we pray for one another, and we get blessed. So we really encourage you to plan to attend very I mean next Sunday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Download the Zoom app. Look at what mountain time is. 7 to 8 p.m. mountain time is in your own time zone. Then send us an email. We'll send you the link and come online and everybody gets blessed. And I also encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family. You know, share it on your social media account. Just let more people know about this thing so that the, the power of Satan can actually be broken in their lives so that people can begin to walk in the freedom that the Lord has ordained for them. So to learn more about this ministry also, you can visit our website at www.gloem.org. That's www.gloem.org. There are a lot of materials, wonderful resources that can help you, publications, you know, that can help you grow and can, can help you, you know, assess your inheritance in Christ Jesus to know what the Lord has already ordained for you. And you can also like our Facebook page at gloem.org. Our Facebook page, you can like the page at gloem.org. You know, just join the community. Let's flow together. And let's get blessed together. And it's my prayer that as you do all these things, the light of God will continue to shine in every area of your life yeah, in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a very wonderful moment in God's presence. By the grace of God, if the Lord has not returned, we will be back again next week for another uh, wonderful episode of Freedom Podcast. Until then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you.